Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! It's Equipment Talk from IRA Auctions. Again, I want to thank you guys for coming out here today again. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, uh, Jordan. And thank you, Troy. We're going to have a little discussions here today again about uh, some of the effects of what's going on in the equipment world. So what's our first topic there, Logan? Oh, me this time. Okay. <laughs> we'll Repla- switch it up. They want to replace diesel. They want to replace diesel. That's right. With everything? Yeah. According to this article, I'll just read you the headline. State opens grant applications for heavy-duty diesel vehicle replacements. And I think in somewhere in here, it's talking about the environmental, uh, the Department of Environmental Quality Divisions of Air Quality. What? Well, that's a long... Dak. <laughs> that's a long... <laughs> Department name, yeah. Jesus. Does it say what state this is? Uh, Riley, North Carolina, it looks like, I think. Oh, where they're building. North Carolina. Well, I suppose, you know, them hotter states, it's got to, the emissions got to be a little higher, you know, because that heat pushes down on that smoke and that emissions. and Humidity holding it there. Hold, yeah, yeah humidity is going to do it too, you know. And um, so you start talking about zeroing out emissions, especially in cities and stuff. I mean, they've been doing a lot of that uh, in, you know, for vehicles, right? So if you go into, like, well, California, been, if you don't have... Uh, they've been putting in big orders. I don't know how many they've been getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's, it, it is uh, a concern, I know, all over the world. But, you know, you'd think diesel would be probably a little bit less than uh, the types of uh, noxic gases that you're getting off of it. But you still got a lot more heavy ends. And heavy ends are going to cause cancer and tumors. Well, yeah, and, all, and the, basically, I'm just reading through here, and it's it's basically talking about how it's... It's, it's really actually a, a mitigation plan, and they've got, like, a request for proposals, an RFP, for $12.9 million from the state to be able to replace old diesel vehicles such as freight trucks with cleaner alternatives. Even buses, school buses. Well, yeah, it says down here, it'll switch your locomotives, forklifts, cargo handling equipment. Air ground support. They're going for zero seen, emissions, believe well, it or not. We've done a lot of that around here already. As far as um, like the metro bus, which the buses, a lot of metro buses have switched to either propane or electric for a majority of them. Wow. You know, and then the, um, there's a lot of them that are switching to propane that were diesel before. I know a lot of them use like natural gas and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of alternatives out there. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, some of them are hydrogen, right? So it's H2O. If you turn around, you electrolysis it. It um, will actually put out the hydrogen and separate it from the oxygen, and you can burn it, right? So your emissions would drop considerably there as well. So there, it's, it doesn't have to all go electric, but it has to be an alternative fuel that's going to be uh, less toxic. I won't go too far on that hydro subject. That's been proven a few times, and people have made the motors, and for some reason they end they up disappearing. So I'd watch mm-hmm. out. Oh, you think some of the fuel companies are looking out for that one? I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying (laughs) nothing, but I'm just... Well, it's big words for nothing. (laughs) Hydrogen is bigger in California because they have actual hydrogen stations there. 
because that was the biggest problem was putting up those hydrogen stations to refill. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So for cars, anyway. Well, you know, and and I I get that because they want to do it all in in one place instead of having it something on your vehicle, because mm-hmm. uh, the backfire of it would be highly explosive because it's a gases instead of being a liquid, right? And yes. liquid doesn't burn. Hydrogen only the burn. vapors burn. Uh, hydrogen. Well, you consider that real flammable. Yeah. That's I got <laughs> it's it as number, number one, one on the atomic <laughs> scale. <laughs> well, you go put a lighter up to your gas tank and see what happens. You're just going to burn the end. Unless she's empty. If your tank was empty, she's going to pop. Exactly. Yeah. But I burnt a hole in gas tanks. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose, not on purpose. Allegedly. I'm a smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, so that was an, at another time. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. uh, Sounds like we you need some that. heavy equipment training. It wasn't equipment. <laughs> or vehicle training. Because <laughs> diesel doesn't burn the same as gasoline. It's actually diesel will burn at way slower rate, but it's a, it's actually a hotter, hotter rate. It's, it's way hotter. That's why diesel is in these engines with high compression so that um, they'll do the pull they do, and they're built heavier. Bearings, everything. It's not like, you know, your car running up and down isn't the road. It, isn't the spark caused from compression in diesel yep, motors? it's compression. Yep. There's, no, there's no spark plug in the diesel motor. Yeah. Right. Isn't your car diesel? It yeah. is, and I love it. <laughs> I love the smell. Even though they got discontinued, <laughs> I love my little car with the diesel. Yeah, I had a little car one time that, um, you know, it had a, a six-speed in it with a diesel engine. That's what I got. And I get 51 to 54 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Really? Yep. If I wasn't so big, I might get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't weigh as much as you did. <laughs> roll coal. What's that? Can you roll coal? No, I'm, uh, I'm actually all about the, the efficiency of the vehicle. I, I'm not trying to that and i've had that done to me mostly by my <laughs> brother well, when they shift down and watch it smoke <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. buddy <laughs> thank you yeah. you ever had that happen logan no where you're riding your motorcycle and somebody on? shifts a diesel down down so you just smoke you <laughs> no, i don't put myself in a position to be in that position well, i thought so you lived in a city throw up well a yeah bit. but like bumper to bumper no listen <laughs> no. listen disclaimer this is false information i'm about to tell you it's not true okay <laughs> i've never done these things i don't hypothetically i don't stay I behind cars and trucks on the motorcycle okay we go past those things we stay ahead of traffic not hypothetically behind you do I, yeah. hypothetically i yeah. do okay. yeah all right right <laughs> so no speeding tickets on your record exactly yeah hypothetically <laughs> no hypothetically. yeah hypothetically <laughs> allegedly allegedly no yeah exactly well, that's well, rolling coal is, you know, it's like, hey, you know, that's actually a lot of people and a lot of companies have gotten fined for that by the EPA because exactly that, modifying your exhaust systems and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, you know what? You're a company who modifies exhaust systems for diesel vehicles and you deleted these these things. And now we're going to fine you 150 grand because you did that yeah. or more in some cases. Well, they're, they're getting tough on it because they don't want people to... Um alter the emission systems and uh, they put them on there for some reasons some are not as good as others because um, if you were to look at a max force engine we could probably bring that one up uh, from international uh, yeah they're in the shop more than they're on the road everybody knows it never mind 
<laughs> well, I think in the in the heavy equipment world, it it's perfectly reasonable to have you know emissions laws and stuff like that. But a lot of what other you know people outside that world have a problem with, because it kind of trickles down too. You know, is like it's like you can't modify your car, or you can't modify your whatever that you is yours or whatever. Like and and if you but do, it's got to be something special that doesn't go on the road and things like that. You can only use as like a like a thing you haul around on your trailer, like a race car, for instance, or whatever. Well, if you can roll coal for 10 minutes, that's kind of a safety hazard. Um. I agree. I would, I don't, <laughs> nobody likes a truck exhaust in your in your ear. I'm just talking about, like, just because, like, just take a state like Virginia or California, for instance. Like, if you modify your exhaust system, make it sound a little cooler, just on your regular car, that's not even a diesel. You're not allowed to do that. You get fined for that. What if you keep the cat? You get fined for that. I'm pretty sure somebody can fact check me well, on that. But I feel like we should I know for just a fact make if you more laws, and make. I just feel like we should make more laws and more rules because their government is so important. Well, <laughs> is that? I think that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Very sarcastic. <laughs> no, they got a lot of things to figure out. I mean, you know, you look at vehicles and you look at you know uh, equipment. If you go to California, right, you can't alter the equipment or the vehicles. You come to maybe Indiana, out in the country, you might get by with, you know, altering the vehicle. Emissions, you definitely can. I do. <laughs> I do. <Okay>. Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't need to be hypothetical about okay. that. We don't have emissions laws in Indiana. Yeah. and Currently, so, at least. Well, yeah, you're getting pretty close when you start talking some of these states that are around you that are doing it. Yeah, it's gonna, or even federal agencies. It's going to adopt. So, you know, and some of it is federal regulation, not a state regulation as well. But, um, you know, when you start talking, you know, all these diesels, they need the power. And when you start putting, you know, collectors and, and you know, and, and let's say baffles on them to stop that smoke and to collect that uh, carbon, you're going to take the power away. Exactly. And, you know, we have to figure out how to make more power than less power with less emissions. That's yeah. what we have to figure out. So they got a big job in front of them, and I know there's probably uh, you know a million ways to do that, but you know electric what? motors. <laughs> well, it's one of the simplest ones right now, right? Yeah. You know, and they're gonna have something to charge it. Be interesting if we could be able to actually pursue the hydrogen power to the point where it would make it as powerful as, let's say, a diesel motor. Isn't the only I don't know if it's from possible. that like vapor? There's pretty much nothing. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much, it's it's hard in the wind. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, it's like almost 99% clean burn. But you still have residual from what? Where? You're going to have on a motor. If you ran it through a motor, you're going to have oil, and you're going to have carbon, and the carbon's going to come from the steel, and that's going to drop into the oil, and you're going to have air coming in that's going to have dirt particles, and because it, it's a pump, the engine's a pump. And so your, your emissions on your fuel could be 99%, you know, zero emissions. But when you start talking what it's bringing in and, and uh, some of the components that it's, uh, it's creating, it's going to change it up as well. Because, you know, you got to change your oil, right? Well, but if we're going to bring those sorts of things into perspective, then we can do the same thing to electric motors. So then it's, it's not really... Well, electric, you've got electric's really, there's not a lot of well, I think with no the, oils. I personally think with the oils and stuff like that, it's like if, if the fuel burns cleaner, like it's hydrogen, whatever, then the fuel or the oil doesn't get contaminated as much as it does with regular fuel. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah. And Because you ever looked at your air cleaner? 
My air cleaner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does it get dirty? Of course it gets dirty. Okay. So yeah. your oil is going to get dirty because it's coming through, right? Yeah, but at least the air is filtered, you know, just the same way that fuel is somewhat being filtered now, too, because that's really the main ingredient, right, is like the fuel mixture with the oil, you know, when it explodes, you know? Well, it's the residual from the non-burn. Cause I don't know how a hydrogen engine works, so please forgive me, but it's like, does it explode? Yeah. Probably. It has Probably to. internal combustion. Hydrogen? You know, it burns it, just like gas. Burns, yeah, it burns like it, gas. It's a vapor. Like gasoline. Yeah, so, so the, then the, the oil still gets contaminated, maybe slower. Slower. Slower, yeah. You feel like the resid... Like, I, I'm not... No benefits. I don't know too much about it, but I feel like it would almost just cause oxidation because of the hydrogen turning to... Water vapors in there. I think cylinder. I need to go take a training class, obviously. Yeah. Ray, do you need more lot workers? Do I need more lot what? Lot workers. Lot workers yeah. for, for the work and for the lot? Yeah. IRA workers. If you do, you should go to Chattanooga. Why, are they giving me more workers? They They're training them. Yeah. Well, so you know. Tra- you mean <laughs> no more ding in the buildings? Do we really want that? No, you can't say that. Yeah, Chattanooga's training people to run equipment, right? And um, we even have that up here in Minnesota, believe it or not. There's some tech colleges, they call them, or they call them uh, Central Lakes. Yep. I mean, it's probably a good idea if Bobcat was started here, you know. It started yeah. yesterday. The training. Yep. And, yep, down in Carroll. Yep. Down in School. Chattanooga. School just opened. School just opened. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to get taught a little bit about running some equipment, Chattanooga, Tennessee, has a training and uh, a development division that it offers for high quality equipment operators so if you feel you got high quality they're going to take you right to the level right just got to be 18 have a high school diploma or ged and pass a drug test fun and a background check fun fact chattanooga has a minor league baseball team oh they do Mm -hmm. wow and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's for the cubs (laughs) i'm not sure though well, they're, they're, they're actually what they train you in here, not only operating, they'll train you how to wear glasses, safety glasses, really? how to wear huh. um, actually hard hats, and also how to put huh. earplugs in to kind of save your eardrums so when you're older you don't go, huh, huh? I, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm hoping that they don't have the 3M style that's had so it's many. It's for the red zones wrong. <laughs> the 3M, you don't like them? Well, they did have the giant lawsuit because the they're telling the military that it was on, and it was not oh, what they said. Well. But I can't believe that they have training on how to ratchet a hard hat and or how to put on safety glasses. Well, you know, people are learning a little earlier in life, you know, at 18. I'm well, just here, saying if you thing. can't figure out how to go like that to tighten up a hard hat, maybe you got bigger problems. Well, That's all I'm getting at. I'm going to say this, that, you know, it's no different than putting a safety belt on. Until you're trained, <laughs> you probably ain't going to do it. And the other thing about it is when you start looking at training on this stuff, you know, you don't have what we had back, you know, 25, 30 years ago where the grandpa or the dad had a construction company or maybe he was doing it part-time and he had the kids along helping him out. Today... Uh, it's a hazard if you got them on a job site and they're under 18. And some of them have to be what? They got to be certified for something, right? Well, yeah, I was just thinking on job sites, a lot of them didn't matter how old you were, they were just hazards. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the operator or are you talking about the job site? <laughs> Bro, that's Both. a worse piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. He had, a tr- he had a truck last auction, huh? Was that last auction or was that the one before it? Which one? Oh, the one that got hit by a 
Oh, golly. I'm going to tell you what, you know, I don't care where you go. You're going to find operators that aren't operating correctly. It doesn't even so matter if they the got last a camera. Auction, the last auction we had, I decided to sell my little Dodge. Because my Dodge, I had it since 06, and it was brand new. Four-door, and it was yellow, and it worked good with our caution tape and all the stuff. So we decided to sell it. Well, no more than sold it, and they had it parked outside the yard for a guy to pick it up. And our loader operator, skid loader, no names. Decided to jump in the skid loader, and he didn't look where his surroundings were. He started up, backed up, and smashed right into the pickup. So that was not a great experience for me. But I'm going to send him to this school, and he might learn how to put his hard hat on, his safety glasses, and look around. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Uh... That was funny when I heard about it's that. Still one. in the shop, I think. Ain't yeah, it? According to OSHA, when you're inside of a machine, you're not required to wear a hard hat. But that was funny, seeing as he even had the backup camera. <laughs> so I don't know on that one. You can see a bright yellow object. <laughs> bright yellow. I mean, good lord, it's like the sun was driving at you. Yeah, I have a hard time sometimes with some of that stuff, and. That's just the way it works, I guess, is that, you know, if we're going to have people working, we're going to have people that are going to be um, having have problems. You, have you ever had an employee steal any equipment? Equipment? Yeah. They don't steal equipment. They borrow it. If they're an employee, they borrow it. Where would you put it? They borrow it. They borrow it. They don't steal. Be, Somebody got their equipment stolen on private land. You're not going to be putting, like, a D9 in your garage and then... <laughs> Just keeping it in there. Yeah, but some people <laughs> big, you know, big, big barns and stuff like that. I guess, but if you got a barn that big, you shouldn't be struggling so bad. You got to go steal. <laughs> well, I you feel know, like you see the cleat marks from a machine that big walking up the driveway. You know, a lot of times what happens with those types of things is that you know you get somebody that's smarter than the law, and um, and they can borrow somebody's piece of equipment, or maybe they borrowed it <laughs> and they're not returning it <laughs> so um they lost it yeah so they'll actually pick up a piece of equipment like that take it up in the deep woods where maybe they'd be working and use it for that job and drop it in another deep woods is what can happen and, and it has happened or you find it where somebody takes it to um, a site where they don't move it off that site and they'll probably grind off serial numbers and um well, it's funny plates that got said one time funny plates uh, finding different plates different numbers switching numbers on them oh well that was what you brought up before couldn't they buy yeah. plates and they switch can them buy, on they can buy plates yeah and people do buy the plates and then they'll actually if 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 people aren't checking it good enough then they can actually take a unit that's that's uh like stolen make it look legit and sell it and what they will, it'll it'll get past their system. Well, New York uh, State Police are out investigating now. They said that they're looking for a lot of thefts with heavy equipments, equipment that's been stolen from the public, and they're looking for public help to see where the equipment's going. You see some yellow iron going down the road, give us a call. <laughs> I think their phones lit up, <laughs> especially if they were sitting in front of our yard. Yeah, well, cat, cat 307, you'd think you'd notice that. A 307E, uh, that's what they're saying, a 307E, a 2017 model, April 6th, uh, 16th. It was a Saturday. Somebody grabbed this uh, 307E, 
and decided that it's an excavator, by the way. Uh, it's, it's not a big, big excavator, but it's an excavator. Uh, you can't put it on the trunk of your car. Uh, you could put it on a trailer, but the trailer's got to be heavy enough. It's going to have to be a tandem axle dual trailer that will handle uh, about 20, close to 20,000 pounds. Let's, let's not get into the descriptions of what you would need to steal one. Oh, I'm just saying. Well, it could yeah. be in a really big barn. <laughs> could be I'm, in the woods. But, but it could just be anywhere because it's just a yellowed excavator. I mean, the only thing that anybody else would know is an excavator. <laughs> the only person who's really going to know and be like, hey, that's my excavator is like if you actually drive by where it's they at. They could go to it in like a New York job site for construction and just leave it there and then come back. Exactly. Like how many people have the same model excavator? You know, you'll be oh, like, hey, that's bought me a new one. <laughs> hey, that's that's my excavator, you know, and, and then you go look at it and like the serial number is not the same. And it's like, oh. But it still could be. You never know. Well, you've seen some of them them deals on the movies where they turn around and move it down to Mexico or something like that, you know, where they don't see it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's harder to do now than it but probably was still back. Across state borders with an excavator. Well, you, you, were, you were bringing up a, a good point before I made my joke is that there, there it's a size where transportation is easy enough. And that's one of the, one of the reasons why that size is kind of a coveted piece is because it is transportable within reason. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, you start getting into, you know, just smaller units in general, but we'll do a lot of work, you know. Skid loaders, they'll do a lot of work, you know. And excavators, they do a lot of work. You get wheel loaders. Again, a wheel loader, depending upon the size, but, you know, you get a, you start getting into uh, those and you don't want to get them too big because they're pretty hard to haul. Well, then they get tall. Well, what's happening, too, is that, you know, there's there's people that are buying, like, we had uh, an auction, uh, you know, the about, well, a third auction back, we had uh, three wheel loaders that got sold, and they're going over to Egypt and over to Saudi Arabia, and they're going over to um, Libyan. Libya, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're hauling them across. But just think, if they were to come in here, they got to trust us first, right, that we're selling equipment from an owner that owned it not somebody that isn't and we're we're pretty pretty uh tight about making sure that this guy had a ucc filing on it and he and he owned the you know piece of equipment when he goes to sell it so don't think about bringing us any equipment in that you don't own because <laughs> we don't we don't go that way don't want it we don't need it um but anyways uh you know there's a lot of trust in that and when you look at those types of pieces, there's, you know, we had a guy call actually today about a piece of equipment that we've got on the auction. And, and he says, well, I plan on spending a lot of money on that, so I want to know some particulars, which I get it, you know, because otherwise, uh, you know, they're going to get something that maybe isn't what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. But the stealing mm-hmm. part, there's, you know, there's everybody's, you know, I want it fast and I want it easy, right? <laughs> and we don't want stolen equipment. I figured skiddies would be one of the biggest stolen pieces. They are, probably. Yeah, you know, somebody should do that for our next one is find out what is the what is the most or the most popular piece of equipment that has been paid out by the insurance companies because it's been stolen and they've been paid out. You get us a top 10 list there. We'll, we'll look at that for the next podcast, a, a top 10 I'd list. Be, I'd be willing to bet Skid Loader's got pretty dang close to the top. Probably. I mean, it's got the easiest to get a hold of or get away with. Even yeah. if you just jump in it and drive. I mean, you're not going to get as far as fast. But 
I'm gonna tell you what, the neighbors might see you. There's a chance. (laughs) Nothing else will hear you. Will fit in a garage. They will fit in a garage. You're exactly right. But not that I would ever. Yeah. What is the answer to that? Really? Track and wheel loaders. Yeah. So it does come up to be excavators, and I'm going to say mini on up to medium. Yeah, yeah. Then skid loaders, and then track and wheel loaders. So, yeah, they got her down. They're probably the easiest to use in a lot of different situations as well. Because, I mean, who's going to go out there and take something that they can't operate or that uh, they're not going to be able to do, you know, the job with that they'd like to perform? Well, I just keep thinking the forgive my language, but the balls on these people. I mean, I mean, in the regards of like, cause those machines, when you start them, they're loud. So if you're within any sort of reason, I mean, I hear a machine start up at eight o'clock at night and I'm like, what in the world is going on right now? Cause you're going to hear it throttle up right away. Right. That That's, I, and I'm sorry for the language. I'll find different context for it next time, but it's good. But people shouldn't have that kind of uh, mentality, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, it just seems it's very bold. Well, that's why they put jails out there and stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. That's why they need the heavy equipment to get out. Right? Well, the heavy, uh, the heavy equipment uh, will definitely get them out. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go on to maybe some heavy equipment um, as far as the market is being established as far as in that market. Uh, they're saying that... Uh, By 2030, it will account for $113 million. What do you mean? Construction equipment market? Yeah. Well, it's going to be $113 million in uh, terms of value by the uh, end of uh, 2030. So... Right now, the U.S. is valuing at it at seventy point three nine million in twenty twenty one, and then they're saying they're supposed to go up to one hundred and thirteen point seventy million by twenty thirty. Now, um, hmm. Well, and they're talking about work, I think, more than anything, right there. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, they're not talking about the equipment themselves. They're talking about what work is out there. This is equipment that are like. Yeah, yeah, there's. Well, a hundred and some million dollars piece of equipment would be pretty substantial. But I'm um, not saying that it couldn't be out there because I've seen some diggers that, and I call them wheel diggers, and they're actually mining machines. You ever seen those on, yeah, in some mad. videos and stuff? Oh, they're massive. They're, mm-hmm. Wheel hose? Those things are yeah, they're like a, a wheel that has a bucket like every so many yeah. feet, and it just keeps scooping like, and digging. They, yeah. And it's and it's cutter wheel basically is what it's like and goes back and forth. So I'm pretty sure that's one of the most ex- is the most expensive piece of machinery. The one I'm telling you about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I mean, I don't know for sure, but um, I didn't do a market analysis on it. But I I kind of think they're not cheap. So when you start talking hundreds of millions, oh, I figured all you had to do is say mining. And then <laughs> 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 that hit it, huh? That would that would be an indicator for me because that. I'm glad the world everything. figured out that instead of digging tunnels, you just dig up the whole earth. <laughs> well, right? I mean, they do make tunnel boring machines as well. well there's less for opportunity for cave-in, you know. Well, depending upon what you're mining, you know, because there is veins of stuff if you're mining, right? Mm-hmm. Geothermal power. Even now, for the most part, if you're mining 
gold or your copper, it, they've turned to open pits for the most part instead of shaft pits. Yeah. Well, they're dangerous. Yeah. Take a life out or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So. The bear has one. I, was gonna, I have a feeling the bear, yeah. Well, Is that a giant um, one? I feel like I saw it because that, if I remember right, in Germany, LeBaire has a machine that is the largest land crawler. Electric. I don't know if it's electric or diesel, but I remember seeing taking them taking pictures of it in the landscape, and it seemed like it was about as tall as all the power lines, which was pretty impressive. Well, yeah, there's 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 a lot of machines. Whoever's, whoever's operating that unit's getting paid good. I'll bet they are. Bear, uh, so, hey, if you're looking for jobs out there in that heavy equipment market. Mm. What'd you say? Still, it was the one I was looking at. Yeah, Liber? Liber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liber. Liber has uh, been around for a while. If, hey, if they're they looking give me the price for this. It's, it's millions of dollars. It's hundreds email, of of dollars. email if interested. <laughs> but, you know, you got to think about, you know, machinery in itself. They use it in, in most all mining operations, machinery, right? So if, it's, if it has to do with moving dirt or earth, you need equipment, and you're going to need heavy equipment. If it's building, you're going to need equipment, yeah, heavy equipment. Uh, yep. If it's fixing roads or building roads or building, you know, infrastructure, which is anything from power to gas to electric, whatever it is, you know, that you're pumping in, you need equipment. So this equipment world isn't going to go away. No, it's not. And it's going to offer a lot of jo- millions of dollars worth of jobs, too. So if you're looking for, like I was about to say, before my friend wanted to know how much a bucket wheel excavator costs, it's $100 million, by the way, around $100 million. $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. Wow. That's why I thought that price was low. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's it's kind of good to know. Well, yeah, I mean, I already knew. It was very exp- over $100 million. So anyways, lots of money. And I think that's about enough time we have for this episode. Talk about money theft <laughs> well we talked about everything didn't we yes we did well again uh i want to thank you guys for coming out here today on this podcast and and uh you know doing the uh the talk the machinery talk here equipment talk yep and uh we're gonna find some new topics for you that uh, you might enjoy and hopefully you do and it is about equipment but it'll also be about um kind of the new things that will be coming that we're going to see in the future Along with that, uh, we do have an auction coming up here, which is going to be um, every, actually, four to six weeks. But the next one is going to be on Wednesday, and that is May 18th. And um, we're going to start the live simulcast at 8 a.m. So we do want to see you there. And again, I'm Ray Henry. They call me the Colonel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Troy. See you. Bye. Logan, (laughs) Jordan, Jordan, you're welcome, Evan.